This is the Summit Realty Group Podcast. I'm Blake. And I'm Nick Williams. How you doing, man? I'm good. Yeah, you're not that good. Not that good today. <laughs> no, I, uh, I'm turning lies. into an old man and things just fall out of its place all the time and uh, my neck is today out of place. But we're going to power through this and uh, share some stories about the Alcan and our adventures up to Alaska through Canada. Yeah. And hopefully the goal is to um, alleviate some stress from the people listening that might be taking this journey soon. And honestly, creating some excitement. Um, I thought it was one of the best trips I've ever taken. I loved it, and uh, I would do it again in a heartbeat if it wasn't for work, life, gas, money, and that kind of stuff. What, what is the Alcan? The Alcan is the uh, transcontinental highway from, uh, I want to say Dawson, yep. to Fairbanks, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, it ends at the Canadian border, so it's the Alaska-Canadian highway. Mm-hmm. Alcan. Sweet. So um, I've driven it quite a few times. I've moved back and forth from Alaska. Um, as an adult, I've only gone twice. Um, so I was a kid most of the time, so it's a little bit different for sure. Um, so we want to talk kind of the differences in moving um, civilian side. I'm civilian, never been in the military. And then and I'm going to talk more about the military side and yeah. how... Well, the moving parts are very similar, except the Same different. logistics of maybe how you get your stuff moved. Well, I mean, the biggest difference is... And military people are going to be screaming we can move our furniture for free mm-hmm. so we have people that come to our house pack it up for us start in the back of the truck and then boat it rail car it whatever get it up here mm-hmm. and so when uh you're in the military and you're coming up here you have the luxury that all you need to do is pack up your car kids dog wife start driving yeah or um plane. or plane yeah and then the military will ship up to one vehicle and mm-hmm. so if you only have one vehicle that's another option to avoid this entire conversation altogether yeah um, but most people do drive, and uh, the issues are usually when they want to start doing it, like the civilians where they move a lot of their own stuff, uh-huh. because now the Army says, hey, we saved money on movers, so we're going to give you a partial allowance for carrying a lot of your own goods up yourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and they think they're going to make more money that way, but I've seen um, car accidents. I've seen um, issues with the border crossing. I've seen countless issues when people try to do that, and all of it is is they're trying to get an extra $1,000 out of the government, and I think, honestly, after doing the trip myself, it was a uh, two-week trip for me from Georgia up here. Um, I would have never done a what we call a diddy move or a partial diddy move, mm-hmm. which means I'm taking a lot of my own stuff instead of the Army moving it for me. Yeah. Um, so if I can discourage anybody from doing that, I know money is important. I know there's a little bit of money you can grab from that, and a lot of people probably have great stories about it. Yeah. But everybody I know just has horror stories about trying to drag a trailer up here. And most of the civilians, like, you know, carry U-Hauls up here. Mm-hmm. and stuff like that too so it's very similar to the civilian experience once you do it that way yeah yeah so beyond maybe the, the paying for it so mm-hmm. um let's start with a maybe a summer trip you did it in no snow right i did it in, uh, right after uh my launch date was fourth of july um i did a little detour i went up to see my family and then cut across went to chicago for a weekend mm-hmm. um after chicago i started hitting all these national parks went across to um you know south dakota Went through uh, Yellowstone Glacier, went up. Then I went, uh, instead of going up through Edmonton and doing the commercial route through Canada, yeah. I went through Banff and stuff. So, oh, okay. Um, still the Alcan, once you get out of Banff and Edmonton, that's kind of where the Alcan starts in Dawson. Yeah. Um, but uh, as far as the journey up here, I think as soon as you cross the Montana border and you enter into the Alaskan-Canada uh, border, yeah, that's pretty much what most people consider the Alcan, even though that first two or three days you're just going through Canada. Yeah, so I think the if you're an American and you're coming here, 
driving through the states is you've probably done something very similar. It's just a long drive. Hopefully, uh, yeah. Hopefully, you're not like there's nobody stopping you at state lines unless like you're coming from a marijuana state into a non-marijuana state. I think sometimes. And even have, that, I've, I don't know. I've never I've, been stopped. I've heard sometimes you can. I live on the East Coast or used yeah. to at least, and uh, you know, driving between Maryland, DC, North Carolina. I mean, it it it's just a highway. Yeah. It's a road that goes another road. And even my cross-continental uh, journey uh, was just driving through. I never was there any kind of checkpoints or yeah. de- declarations or anything like that. Well, you the USA is huge. And I don't want to, like, a, a skim that part because you can see a lot of special stuff just like what yeah. you did. You can make it a really fun road trip. Depending on where you're coming from, you're going to see more. I came from Arkansas, pretty close to Georgia. Um, and we were making time, like, almost every time. And I'm very much um, 100% your dad when you're uh, a kid and I do not like stopping when I get going like it is you know in the Gatorade bottle son oh baby yeah so that's me um I like to when it gets late I just love to keep going just like every mile I get today I don't have to do tomorrow so anyways I've not done too many where I actually take a lot of detours so my trip from Arkansas we did it well that's not true we did stop two days with family but if you take those two days out uh, we still did it in like six days altogether. And so that's not... usually how I am too. Yeah. This was the first trip that I was like, I, I was I was freshly, uh, we'll call it broken up with. Yeah. Uh, I didn't have my dog with me because I no, still no, didn't. No, pause. Here I'm visualizing right now what happened. He gets in, he's got all his stuff loaded up in his car. He's got his dog um, or whatever you're driving, truck. It was a Jeep back then. A Jeep. <laughs> Grand Cherokee, not Wrangler. Shocker, military. Um you turn up some sad tunes. Thanks for <laughs> Tears are streaming down your eyes. The windows are open. Blaring, just along. blaring some. What's that? What's that, What's her name? Uh, ah, breakup music. Yeah, that '90s uh, female singer. Well, there's a anyway, <laughs> anyways, go Prime ahead. Music. That's what I'm visualizing. Visualize that, but it was nothing going like that. Going to a national park. No, essentially, <laughs> uh, my girlfriend at the time uh, realized that I'm going to Alaska. She didn't like the cold, and basically said, "Sayonara." So. Yeah. Then I gave my dog to my mom for the first six months while I got situated in Alaska. And then everything came full story later on. But um, so I'm driving up north. And uh, so the first thing, I, like I said, I think we're going to breeze over the USA. Uh, most people listening are probably American. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's give some credit to our Canadian partners for uh, Tim Hortons, which is awesome. Yes. Uh, so I hit the border. And uh, the first problem I have is the story I think I've told you two or three times is declaring all my goods. Mm-hmm. And so I've got a lot of other people's stories I want to throw in here too. But um, the first story is, um, is this, so this is pre COVID. This is pre COVID. This is 2016, 17. Yeah, yeah, there is. And we're going to so. t- touch on post COVID a little bit. But yeah. now with post COVID, you need a vaccine card, you need to set up an appointment. Uh, you can cross the Canadian border within a one-hour block, and you have to schedule that. If you miss it, you have to wait 24 hours to get another block. It gets really complicated, and they're making it a lot harder. So this was the good old days in 2016. It wasn't that great, and we, we talked about it. They take all the terrible people from Canada, because Canadians are generally so nice, yeah. and they stick them all on the border. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a fact. Yeah. It's like a concentration Nobody camp. They just straight up put you right on the border and yeah. say... This is your duty they station. Get them early too. Be as mean as possible yeah. to those Americans. We oh. don't like them. Yeah. You know when you meet those kids, you're like, God oh, darn, I just don't like that kid. He's mm-hmm. so irritating. They're like, sign him up. They yeah. put him on a fast track. Pretty soon he's yeah. gonna be on the border. Anyways, we're just waiting in line to get our number and tattoo, <laughs> and then we get across. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So now we're at the uh, border crossing, dealing with those people. I had let the army ship all my goods. The only thing that was in my truck was 
you know, tents, sleeping bags, camping gear, because I wanted to kind of rough it the entire way up. I stayed in hotels half the time, but I just wanted to be able to have a good experience and take my time for this whole journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get to the Canadian border, and they open up everything. They want me to rip everything out of my car. Luckily, it wasn't that much. It wasn't U-Haul or something like mm-hmm. that. I pull everything out, and they find, like, four ammo cans full of ma- uh, ammo, like uh, 5.56, 9 millimeter, the basic stuff, but they were baffled by the amount of ammunition I was carrying and no weapons. And I had to explain to them, and it I swear there's a language barrier, even though we both speak English. <laughs> the army will send my goods, so my weapons, but they will not ship my ammunition because it could explode in the airplane or yeah. the train or whatever. So I have to manually carry these, and you guys gave me permission to. Yeah, yeah but I don't believe that you're not hiding a gun to use that ammo somewhere. I'm like, listen, I know you think we're all psychopaths down here in America. and <laughs> just want to go shoot up your schools. Um, yeah. But this is just ammo that I could not ship. Mm-hmm. It took me three hours to get through that border crossing, and literally at the end, he's like, "All right, before I let you go, are you sure you don't have a gun in there?" I'm like, three hours of repeating myself. No, there's no weapons in here. <laughs> this pocket knife that's like yeah. three inches long is the biggest thing I have." Watch okay, out. so that was that story. Then uh, the next story that uh, made me fall in love with Canada is uh, I drove about a mile down the road, and if any of you'd cross in Montana. There's a gas station with a huge dinosaur in the front yard. I mean, it's like a 40, 50-foot dinosaur. We have the same thing down at Santa Claus' house. So if we can get Santa and dinosaur to fight, that would be awesome. <laughs> um, but um, stopped there at the gas station, walked in there, and is he's it like... Sinclair, or is it... I'm not sure where it is, but it's... it's Like, you know the Sinclair gas station. Like the it's not even gas. It's like a visitor center. Oh, I see. It's like the... The border was a mile ago, so let me tell you what you're heading into kind of thing. Huh. And so I stopped there to use the bathroom because after three hours of arguing about ammunition, I had to go. Yeah. And so I talked to the guy at the front and wanted to exchange some money because I didn't know if I could use dollars in Canada or not. Probably can't. Um, so I switched over some Canadian dollars, talked to him, and he's like, where are you heading? I'm like, Alaska. And he's like, so what are you doing way up here? Huh. And I was like, Alaska's actually higher up than, than here where we're currently at. So what do you mean oh, up here if I'm going up there? And we keep talking, and he let slip. He's like, well, I thought you guys were over there by Hawaii. No way. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, I knew Americans were this ignorant. (laughs) I knew there were some dumb people in America that really thought Alaska was next to Hawaii. But this dude literally pointed at the map, and it was one of those maps that has this cut out and put next to them. Small, too. Small. Yeah. And I just blew my mind. I'm like, we used to be part of you guys, I think. Like, (laughs) back in the day, like, I think Alaska's a bit more Canadian than anything else. I would think, yeah, they've completely could not connect the dots. And I told explain to him, it's it's right up there by Yukon, a white horse. Yeah. Oh, really? Nobody, and they said nobody lives out here. (laughs) So let's back up to the border with guns. Um, Border with guns. You can bring, there is a limited amount of ammo you can bring. It's quite a bit. I don't know the number off the top of my head. I yeah. want to say 10,000, but I've just pulled it. It's not a number. That. It's a poundage. Oh, it so you can carry, you know, so many pounds of this and that. And it yeah. has to do with the type of munitions because some are a bit more explosive than others. Oh, okay. Um, and then calibers, certain like 50 cal, I'm sure is limited. Some, some of that straight military-issued stuff that the rest of the world's like, why do you have this? Mm-hmm. They don't allow that stuff. Um, but five, five, six, nine mil, forty Smith and Wesson hunting rounds, all that stuff, mm-hmm. totally fine. Yeah. Um, I would say. This is not border crossing advice. It is, but at the same time, it's not. Yeah. Call the border station before you go and get all your information straight from them. Since COVID, everything has changed. And here's the issue with that. Like, that's true. You should do that. But also, it depends on who you get. True. There's no, like, there's no hard, fast rules. So, uh, okay. Back they to got the way too much uh, leeway there. They have a lot of leeway. And it's American side, too, because you have a similar... Uh, well, you're an American coming back. I've never had any issues. I'm talking right? about the Canadians trying to come into America. I'm yeah, sure I, they I deal with the nastiest know. Americans, too. Could be. Could be. Um, so the guns, I don't know now. You used to be able to declare at least long guns. 
I don't know if you can bring any hands. You on. used to be able to get permits, and it was expensive. It was like two hundred dollars with each, whereas in FFL and shipping it would cost you like fifty bucks. Yeah. But it was like uh, for every pistol, it was so many dollars, and so many rifles, so many dollars, and you were limited up to five, I believe. Yeah. Um, and they obviously preferred bigger hunting rifles than smaller handguns because yeah. of concealability. They're yeah. less worried about the killing power of the weapons. They're more worried about the uh, concealability of you sneaking into a mall or a store or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So none of this is advice because we're obviously like throwing darts. Like a lot of things. So you should, the gun thing. It's more about my stories, all right? Yeah, it's about well, my stories. <laughs> Let me tell my stories. <laughs> if you haven't thought about it, gun and ammunition in Canada is treated very differently. It is. Especially post-COVID. They've it is. gotten much more restrictive. Um, turning into a police state. So, the well, they don't now. I'm sure <laughs> as of a few weeks ago, it's even worse because they're not allowed to have any weapons now. They they've made the transfer and sale of uh, firearms next to illegal. Uh, All firearms? Oh, they were just handguns. Uh, no handguns. Oh, okay. um, uh, but then um, they've also had to turn in assault rifles, and they have just like we do in America. What is an assault rifle? Yeah. AR does not mean assault rifle. It means armor light rifle. Just yeah. so you all know, don't yeah. be ignorant. Don't be ignorant. You're that's on a, a later story. We'll talk about the ignorance. Story. <laughs> so I, I just told this story yesterday, and so they're going to be a little bored. But um, I think it's worth doing. So I, my dad comes up, and um, see, I wasn't actually with him on this trip. So we, we've taken a lot of trips back and forth, like I said. Um, he went down with my big brother, and they had to pick up a lot of stuff and come meet us. We were uh, living in Juneau at that time. Anyways, so he gets stopped at the border. They unload absolutely everything. And they were so nitpicky about everything. They basically put on a table all the things they were going to confiscate and charge it for. Um, one of them was nunchucks that were like little wooden, like souvenirs. if you hit something, souvenir stuff. They're like, these are, you know, weapons. He's like, oh my God, you got to be kidding me. So whatever. Another was a peanut knife that was about an inch and a half long. Your typical Swiss Army knife style, little fold out. It was out. a novelty yeah. knife. Like it wiggled Lip. the blade. It was so cheap. Yeah, literally meant to open letters. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And a novelty knife. And they're like, well, it's a concealed, again, concealment. It looks like a peanut. He's like, this is silly. And so my dad just takes that one back. And they're just kind of staring. I'm like, what are you going to do? I guess. Or like, that, of this, that was yeah. a gift. Yeah, it was a gift for him. He's I can like, let oh. chew off a fingernail and probably have a sharper <laughs> edge. I don't know what they were thinking. <laughs> But the big one, and there's probably a few other things, the big one that, that you guys are going to Oh, play. God, I thought you were going to edit this out. All right, yeah, go ahead. No way, man. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Uh, wait, wait. Um, Not a spoiler alert. No, what's the new thing? Um, uh, warning. warning. Uh, trigger warning. Trigger warning, Trigger everybody. warning. It was, uh, maybe I shouldn't say this. I'll get my dad in trouble. It was like a legal thing. It was So at some point, <laughs> I know. so at some point, my uncle, I'm going to pull him into this, was cleaning a hospital or something. I don't know, like, the full story. And they gave this. Oh, <laughs> they gave this to him. So, anyways, it was, like, a legal thing to have. I know it's not great. Nobody likes the idea of death and babies. So it's not even his. Oh, my God. <laughs> so this no, is it's, so bad. It's in no relation. But I asked you, and I told this you This was, like, the 80s, man. This was a little bit different. This was way later than the 80s. Shut up, Blake. I'm trying to help you. <laughs> well, maybe I'll get This was problem. last week, all right, guys? Um, so, it ended up not being a deal. They did compensate it. They later sent, later sent him a letter saying, hey, this was all on the up and up, but we did give it a proper burial and all that, which, it, you know, again, I don't know if it really was necessary, but I ask you, if somebody is like, hey, this is very legal, you wouldn't have it as a souvenir. Crystal's laughing behind we got, the We got it. We got to drive through this, man. <laughs> we got to push through this. I would, I would have it on my shelf. I don't, I'm just saying. I don't think I would. You don't think you I would? I don't think I would. Nope. Would you, okay, you go to a country that they eat dogs normally, would you eat dog with them? Yes. I don't know. I have in South Korea. Yeah, I've, I've eaten dog in South Korea, and I've had dogs. Just saying. You're going to be more hated for that comment. Because pets are I'm, loved more than I'm not worried about it. I'm <laughs> worried about you. Okay. I'm worried about you and your. 
Maybe we'll edit that out. God, we'll I mean, I'm going to bleep now. this. I'm going to bleep yeah, all this. This is going to be like a 45 beep, beep, minute. Beep, 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 beep. Uh, all right, bleep. back on track. So once you cross Canada and you get past the border, there's a bunch of cool stuff to do. So we're going to rattle off a few of these because we are running a little bit short on time today. Yeah, yeah. But the first thing is uh, everybody gives the, uh, what is that, the Mall of America all the credit because it's one of the largest um, malls in uh, America. However, in Edmonton, they have the largest mall in North America. Yep which is larger than the Mall of America. In fact, it's so large, it has 16 movie theaters, I believe, and it has uh, an indoor water park. Yep. And I've been there for the Army left there for a field trip because um, we were training with the Canadians, and it was a 12-hour uh, furlough, mm-hmm. and we were locked into that mall for from opening until closing. Oh, They've okay. got casinos. I mean, literally, you can spend 12 hours there and not be bored. I did get kind of a little tired of it all after 12 hours because nobody wants to go shopping for that long. Well, but um, really cool place. Yeah. Uh, good entertainment, good shopping, good everything. So worth a stop if you're heading up here, especially if you have a half-loaded U-Haul. Maybe it's a nice way to fix, uh, fit the rest of it in there. Yeah. Um, if you're military, though, make sure you get everything weighed because, you know, you got your, your weighing stuff you have to do, all the paperwork you got to do. All right. Um, the, my favorite national park I've ever been to. Um, and I'm going to kind of lump them together, so Canadians, please don't yell at me. Um, Banff and Jasper National Park um, in Canada. Um, pretty much you have to pick one or the other. Do you want to go to the mall or do you want to go to the national park? Yeah. Because rates where Calgary is going to be main stop, and from Calgary you can head into the national parks if you head uh, west, or if you head north you head towards Edmonton, mm-hmm. and there's the mountain range that you're kind of splitting around. And then you link back up on the other side of it. I love those national parks. They got the uh, Skywalk Bridge up there, which is a nice half donut shaped glass bridge that you can walk out and literally look down a thousand feet. Awesome. Um, amazing, worth it. Uh, get there early. There's a lot of tourists there. Um, there's glacier hikes up there. Hot springs are up through there. There's some resorts. Um, all of these great Instagram pictures you see on uh, the internet, um, those all come from those national parks. And I'd probably say, uh, driving through Canada a few times now and visiting different areas, my favorite place in Canada is Banff and Jasper National Park. Cool. Have you been to either one? No, no. I, I'm telling you, I smoke through every time. I, we've never, like, we've stopped at the Edmonton Mall, but I, again, smoked through it in like an hour and a half. I visited every shop that was there, except like maybe like, uh, the, I don't know, the bra section, I suppose, but like I was with my brother at that time, we were like, boom, boom, we were just like, saw the map, and we would hit every single one and walk through the whole thing. Didn't buy anything, of course, we didn't have any money. Um, but no, we would just keep going. So um, my experience a little bit different just because of that because it just like it was we were in the car for like 12 to 16 hours a day always every single time i've done it and i don't know 10 times probably 10 times next time um, slow your roll a bit <laughs> i might i might it's um, hard to see all the beauty at 120 <laughs> miles per hour 20 120 kilometers an hour. yeah so we so i came up most recently uh in march and there was definitely still snow on the ground mm-hmm. at that time um we hit it just north of the canadian border and we were in snow um the whole time from there for about three or four days um, in Canada. So leave me to my one tip. Yeah. After you get past Dawson, fill up at every gas station that you see. Yes. Yeah. So even if you had three fourths of a tank, top it off. A lot of people are pulling trailers with maybe SUVs that don't aren't really made to pull trailers, but you know they're rated for whatever. Even if you're doing it within the ratings, like the one time I came down, I was in an SUV pulling a trailer. We got like five miles to the gallon. It was it was bad. Uh, but yeah, every single gas station, I skipped one because we had just filled up, and I was at like three-quarter tank. I was like, I probably don't need it, and that was the one time that we didn't see anything forever. I ended up finally, I was getting so nervous, carry an extra five gallons at least with you of gas. And so I pull off the side, I was like, all right, better fill up. Put that all in. Of course, it's cold at that time, too. 
And um, anyways, we round the corner and literally there was Tim Hortons, which we were just about to talk about, which is like their Starbucks, but better with donuts and things. Dunkin' Donuts more like, I guess. Yeah. Uh, anyways, it was right around the Owned corner. Owned by Burger King, I think. Or, yeah. Or no, no, they own Burger King. It's the other so, way around. so we came up most recently with three kids, um, ages, let's see, probably two, four, and six, right around there. So pretty young. Uh, we were doing a bunch of research. We decided to get an RV. That's one of, like, the best way to do it, if you want my opinion on it. It's so much better than staying in the hotel, especially with kids. Um, and you can stop whenever you like, and they can use Tent camping. Be a man. Yeah, or tent camping. You could do that. Uh, not with three kids. I mean, you can do it with three kids. That's, I just wouldn't want to. Um, so we did a bunch of research before, like, going through all these forums. And I remember very distinctly, there was this guy from California. He's like, you cannot drive that. You will die. Like, you cannot drive that with kids. You're putting your family at risk, and it is... It was not that bad. I know, and I was like, oh, my gosh. So a lot of the other commenters were like, well, like, one um, one of them was from, like, Dawson City, like, on the Alcan, lived in that city. And they're like, hey, just so you know, I have kids, and I live here full-time. Like, it's, you know, <laughs> you know and we lived in this... Uh, anyways, I was like, all right, California. So it was not bad. We hit down to about 20 below, um, and, yeah, we made it just fine. So the snow was yeah. definitely the worst part. There... Some of the passes over the mountain can get closed if you get a lot of snow, which was not the case for us. Thank they God. do plow them and open them right back up. So yeah. during your trip, you're looking at a day's delay or something like that. So you yeah. want to check your weather. You do want to have an emergency kit in your vehicle. You do want to have extra cold weather gear, yeah. maybe extra fuel for sure. Yeah. But the number one rule of thumb is if you pass a gas station, top it off. It might be 100 miles before you see another one. Yep, it's a long way. And in the winter especially, the, a lot of the gas stations are closed. So mm-hmm. There's even less gas stations. Yep. Um, so we weren't even in the dead of winter, so I don't know what like January would have looked like. So, um, you know, hitting 40, 50 below is very likely, um, through a lot of that. Um, there is an alternative option. If you don't want to deal with all this and you're coming up in winter, use the ferry system. You literally go over to the Tacoma, Seattle, uh, terminal over there. And then you hop, uh, load your car up and your trailer up onto a a ferry essentially. And then it's about a three day trip up here. And I heard that's beautiful too. Where does it land? Does it come um, in? No, I think it's, uh, Seward. I think okay. it dumps out at Seward, so you're going to either go up through the Valdez Pass or down through yeah. the uh, Anchorage. So that was our first choice. Pass. I was like, this will be fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, the kids will love that. I'll love that. We had a the biggest U-Haul they have, whatever, 26-foot box. Um, we had the um, pulling a car behind it, and we pulled our car with the RV, um, which I don't think we were even had the RV at that time. But anyways, it was like 25 grand. So it's not a cheap – like, it's it's an option – but we're like, shoot, at least me. I was like, I'm not going to spend 25 grand for a boat ride. Like, it was, un, you know, unbelievable. Um, so, but anyways, if you have one car and you're a single person and you don't even, like, you just need a cot, I don't know what they give you um, for, like, tiny rooms maybe, um, you're probably still being five grand. But, you know, yes. Check your prices. They've all yeah. changed since COVID, too, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm just pulling that number. So, it was super expensive. But, um, yeah, no, it was fun. The, the biggest thing, not the biggest thing, one of the greatest things is the wildlife. See. Let's talk about some things to see along the way. So mm-hmm. I got stopped once. Uh, there was one little baby buffalo in the middle of the street. Mm-hmm. I stopped first real bison, not buffalo. I didn't want to see Yeah, no, it's true. But you know, <laughs> we're, we're all ignorant. <laughs> so this uh, buffalo bison looking thing was stopped in the middle of the road. I stopped. I got out, took some pictures of it. And all of a sudden, I heard some rattling in the bushes. Yeah. And a, a herd came out of the trees. I mean, I didn't even know these things were in there. They camouflaged so well. Yeah. And I'm stuck on the highway for about 40 minutes. 
with just a herd of bison all around me. Pretty mm-hmm. awesome. I wound up sitting out of my sunroof taking a bunch of pictures and stuff. But that's an unforgettable moment that yeah. I don't think I would have ever experienced in Lower 48. No. Nope. Because there's no place where there's a lot of tree lines, bisons, and, you know, that just perfect storm. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Laird Hot Springs. Do you know where that's at? I do, I do know where it's at. Laird Hot Springs is probably the coolest hot springs complex I've ever been to. Oh, really? Because usually what they do is they want to make it a concrete jungle, right? They, they want to put patios and tanning booths out there, like all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Laird is in the middle of nowhere. I mean, it's probably 200 miles from any town or mm-hmm. city. It's just in the middle of nowhere. It's this nice camping ground. The whole area is fenced off because of bears, um, but it's fenced off as like five acres. Mm-hmm. And then the actual hot springs itself, they just put like a terrace around a quarter of it really nice balcony looking thing mm-hmm. and then the rest is trees woods rocks even the bottom is sand they drop some concrete like picnic tables down in there so you can sit in the oh, hot springs cool. but awesome. it, they, they really did the best job i've ever seen from like mixing human with nature mm-hmm. everywhere else you go it's humans have taken over nature and yeah. i'd say you know we tried to keep that feel up here at china hot springs mm-hmm. but you still have a concrete building that you walk out of into the hot springs where yeah. there it's it's all open air and pretty awesome so yeah definitely put that on your must stop list even if you're there for an hour it's worth the five dollars in entry and yeah and worth doing yeah, yeah for sure. um so you're i don't want to say 100 percent guaranteed but you're pretty much 100 percent guaranteed to see bison like that's the default animal that you're going to see yep. um, coming up. I've never done a trip and not seen it, but I mean, I'm sure it happens. But it, it's like the most common. And I've seen, um, we've definitely seen black bears. Seen uh, brown bears too. Brown. I haven't seen brown bear. Saw brown bears. Um, fox. You get a lot of fox. You get some wolves. wolves. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had we just had a client, not just, I guess it's been like a year ago, come through, and they saw everything. I was like, you're so lucky. They saw uh, caribou. Mm-hmm. They saw the bison. They saw the Bald fox. eagles, moose. Yeah, they should. They she's a photographer, so she had photos of everything, mm-hmm. like evidence. I was like, hey, you didn't see all that stuff. Yeah, like, yeah sure enough, we did. I was like, oh, look I'd cow. say most of my clients, <laughs> especially ones that come in spring and fall, the yeah. ones that come in winter and summer, they see a little bit less, but spring and fall, they see everything. I never, I've never seen caribou on on the Alcan. I've seen lynx and wolverines. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, but I took my time and made a lot of stops and took a lot of pictures, and you were chugging Red Bulls going 120. Yeah, yeah. By the way, don't speed in Canada either. I got a speeding ticket for doing five kilometers over. That's like two and a half miles per hour. I was in a national park, so there's a little bit different rules there, but just don't speed. Here's the one weird thing. Um, When you swap your – so last time we came up, you have a digital um, speedometer. I was like, oh, sweet. I can actually just swap Swap it it over to kilometers. The way they do MPG – well, they don't use MPG, obviously. It's uh, gallons per 100 kilometers driven or something. It's very confusing. It's strange. I have no it's, idea what you're talking It's not, I don't even know how to explain it. It's not how many kilometers you get per gallon of mile. It's like how many gallons. It might sp- be your Toyota just being weird. No, I'm, I'm serious. Because so, when I switch mine, it doesn't change my gas gauge. It changes. Listen, so you, yeah, it does. So the modern ones change it. So the way they look at it is how far, how many gallons it takes to go 100 kilometers. Mm-hmm. So if it takes you whatever, twenty gallons instead of miles per gallon, instead or kilometers per gallon, which you think that wouldn't really matter, except it does. Here, let me give you a little story, and then we'll, we'll pinch this off. How long do we got? We got time. We got time. We're good. This is very interesting. So if you had, uh, let me remember how to do it. If you had one, it doesn't matter. Let's keep moving. That's that's an interesting thing. The way they do, they don't do MPG, they don't do MPK. Now that we're all on the wake from our nap here, talking <laughs> yeah. about gasoline, um, back to the exciting part of yeah. you know driving through Canada. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so we talk about wildlife. Another cool place to stop is um, that little area. Isn't Dawson uh, the beginning of the Alcan where they have all the signs? Uh oh. 
Dawson City, I, I think so. There's also a Dawson, Dawson City, so careful with that. One's here and one's way up here. Dawson Creek is where it starts. Yeah, Dawson, Dawson Creek. Creek. Dawson City is the place where you go and do the shot with the toe and it's all pickled and that's yes. up. That's 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 north of here. That's north of Whitehorse. 100% so that's willing to do that. I know we've talked about that. We'll talk. We'll get there. Yeah. Play Everybody's okay do. with that? That's a man's toe? It's not, not a born the... child. Um, <laughs> Case I know real quick, my uh, mom was actually uh, not born today, so I don't know why I was about to say that, but she lived a long time in Dawson Creek. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of cool. But uh, so anyway, when you start the Alcan, um, you got the big bridge uh, gate that says "Welcome to the Alcan." Definitely get your tourist photo there. But then also, if you drive into town, there's this area where there are ten thousand, twenty thousand signs just nailed to different posts, placard. Mm-hmm. It's really a tourist attraction. Really cool place to go, though. Is it mostly license plates? Some are license plates. Some are street signs. Some okay. of them are uh, street names. Uh, I went through there looking, just kind of perusing. I found, and keep in mind, I'm from Virginia, a small town of 25,000 people. Yeah. We had the Salem. So our city has these little signs up there, little round ones. has a dove on it. Salem, which is the name of our town. And then just like, that's all it is. It's just like a sign for the town. Mm-hmm. And we have these, any on and off ramps, anytime you enter and out, exit a town, it's kind of like our city limit sign. It's always with that. Yeah. One of those was nailed up there. Um, I had VMI license plates for my college there. I had, um, anyway, I just went through at least 10,000 license plates, started looking at the closest ones in my area and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It, it's crazy how many people have made that journey and decided just to hang a sign there or I feel like it's almost a preemptive thing. I'm going through here. I got to bring a sign. Yeah. Because somebody had to steal the sign from the city before they could post it up there, right? Yeah. So really premeditated crimes, but an amazing stop to look at all the uh, theft that happened in the lower 48. (laughs) Definitely go there. See if you can find one from your own town. Um, No one's heard of Salem, Virginia. And uh, like I said. Is that the Salem witch trials? No, that's Boston. That's Massachusetts. Oh, okay. Salem. Massachusetts. Okay. There's also Roanoke, which is right next door, but then it's like, not Roanoke Island. So That's much. North Carolina, where Virginia, the colony got. You know, Virginia's disappeared. like, we really like the history of that place. We're going to name our place Salem as well. Sure. Yeah, yeah. that's what happened. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think I have anything to add. All right, so we talked about Laird. We talked about wildlife. We talked about the trip up, some border crossing stuff, definitely stopping for gas, having an emergency kit, yeah. the national parks. Winter, get winter tires if you're coming in the winter, mm-hmm. obviously. Buy, here's a, a little tip. You. If you're coming from the south, they don't have winter tires at your tire shop. You've got to pre-order them. So yep. don't just think like, hey, a week before I leave, I'm going to swap them. Right. Um, you know, go in a few months before because uh, some you're going to – anyways. Absolutely. Um, winter tires are important. Yeah. I would even say chains depending on what you're driving yeah. and uh, at least having one set. So for back tires or whatever drivetrain tires you have. Um, something else. Don't be an ignorant person when you travel through Canada, meaning uh, just because they say A at the end of a sentence – don't start trying to sound like a Canadian and adapting their accent. Comes off bad. Comes off as rude. Um, also, uh, they also do the yeah, right? Uh, the no, right? That was good, no? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you got enough gas, no? I I was just got a phone call. I was actually laughing about it from a would be client maybe uh, from Canada, and the most I thought he was pulling my leg. I thought this guy is is faking it because every single thing he said ended with a. He's like, yeah, I'm coming up in, I'm thinking about uh, getting a, and it was everything. And I, at a certain point, I was like, I have to ask him. But, uh, yeah, he was very, very There you go. Canadian. I can get my, I can get one of my uncles on the phone right now, and you wouldn't understand a word he's saying. And yeah. you're from Arkansas, and That's I'm true. from, That's you know, true. I'm his blood. And I'm like. I know. Yeah, I say um all the time. Um, so it's need, it's a, need to stop chewing up your words. Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely a great trip. I recommend it for anybody coming up here. Don't be afraid of it. I mean, 
be timid about it, sure. Be planned and prepared for it, but don't be scared. Um, enjoy the trip. I think you need to slow down and take your time. Blake's going to tell you to pedal to the metal and get done with. No, I don't know. You do um, whatever you want. There's some great resources out there. I run a Facebook group for uh, military coming up here trying to help alleviate all these things called PCS into Alaska. Feel free to check that out. And then also um, the Mile Post uh, magazine is one that everybody recommends. It's mm-hmm. basically a magazine that's published every year talking about what gas stations are open, what stops there are, uh, what routes you can take, things to stop along the way. So basically this podcast in the form of a magazine, we have no affiliation with it. Mm-hmm. Go and get that Mile Post. It is like 30 bucks. You can always buy older editions because generally that Alcan strip is remaining the same. There's not a lot of development going on there. Yeah. Um, if you coming in the summer, be ready for lots of dirt roads because they always repave them, just like we do here in Alaska every summer. If you're here in the winter, yeah. they should all be done. They're doing a great job of doing piece by piece, but it's a really long highway. Um, but make sure you have your winter tires and your emergency kit. Um, what so other? we did talk about the road, so I'll just, yeah. a little bit. We'll jump back After, into that. After, like... Um, I want to say Destruction Bay area. Uh, where's that one city at? Anyways, the road is not... Fort Nelson is where it gets, starts getting really weird after that. Yeah, it's it's not a bad road. It's not a bad road um, coming if you're coming up through Canada. Um, but from where we're like, I think it was like around Fort Nelson and beyond, there's like the last little bit. Last two days, I think. Horrible. Yeah. Until, really you, until you hit Whitehorse. And then that's only one day until you hit Alaska. But in yeah. between Whitehorse and Fort Nelson, I think... Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember now. But it was, anyways, um, so you will definitely hit some, some bad areas. you got to go be going slow, especially most people are going to be pulling What do you trailers. mean by bad, though? Again, that's everybody says it's an yeah. awful trip. What makes it bad? Okay, so. What, what's this, bad? Is it, is it altitude? Is it the terrain? No, is it I the, mean, you do get some hilly stuff. I think in the winter when it's slick, that could be a little scary. And there's a few different routes to get to the, the Alcan. But anyways, um, so in the winter time, there's a lot of, uh, or in the summertime, there's a lot of frost heaving that happens that pushes. What that is is that the road segments get pushed up mm-hmm. and they make lumps um is this like the worst thing in the world no but you're not going full 60 miles per hour especially if you're pulling mm-hmm. something um so you may be going 40 for a long time uh the road itself just gets all jacked up um where again it's, it's heaving up it's getting pushed around we came when there was snow on the ground so they had scraped most of the snow off of course um but where you just you're hitting these huge patches where the pavement has just disintegrated yeah. um so it's gravel like slough offs um so it's way better than it used to be my grandpa came up in the 70s he had like 19 flats in one trip and i didn't I, have a single one yeah so and he overloaded a trailer i'm sure because it was back in the 70s going 200 miles per hour like <laughs> your family does <laughs> probably, so. probably going 200 miles an hour but tired of driving get me home nothing was paved at all and um so anyways it was just patch after patch probably used tires and bought off a junk car anyways but off the side of a highway from a used tire dealer he was a, a production of the uh, uh great depression yeah. so yeah Pinch and pennies yeah. rubbing together for some heat yeah <laughs> exactly so it's way better than that. You just have to go slower. You're, if you are careful, you're probably not going to end up in the ditch. Um, the winter time, of course, it's more likely. There are chain up areas if you do have chains mm-hmm. where it says, "Hey, you know, between this and this time, you've got to put chains on." If usually it's for like commercial drivers that have to do that. So um, I try to keep in touch with my clients that come up here and are leaving from here. Mm-hmm. And I always try to pick their brain about the, the trip and what route they're taking. So yeah. I can share for the next person coming up and just be that kind of refiltering of information. Yeah. The pattern, since we all know I like my patterns, the patterns I've noticed is those that take their time and go slow, enjoy the trip, and really don't have any issues. Mm-hmm. Might have a stress point here and there. The hotel's booked. I didn't book the in border. advance. The border being annoying. But generally, the trip is good. Yeah. The people that are like, I need to hurry up and get through this. I need a race. I need to go as fast as possible. They come up here with the horror stories about tickets, arrested, warrants, 
uh, pop tires, car accidents, engines exploding. Yeah. Alexander. Yeah. All those people. My uncle, right? he overhauled his engine on the side of the Alcan. Yeah, one of my friends <laughs> blew his engine up. And I was stuck in Canada for like a month. Wound up coming back to Fairbanks to buy a new vehicle to drive back down. Oh my gosh. And there's more At least my blazer mechanic, he, he bought this a van. Um, he, he had no idea about it. It had over 300,000 miles on it. And he just drives. He just yeah. loads it full of tools and drives. Makes it a few hundred miles. And he likes that just blew up and he was over on the side of the road for like three days yeah. you know getting hitchhiking back and forth to get parts. Drives back to make sure that what you're pulling is rated for the vehicle that you're driving so you don't over yeah, your engine. Yeah, don't worry about that. But yeah, so I think we gave a lot of good information, good uh, storytelling. But um, yeah, it's a fun trip. I want to do it again. I want to do it again soon. Um, A lot of people never want to do it again. So um, figure out who you are and what you do. But uh, how often can you say you literally drove across America or North America? It's one of like the great road trips of the world. The Alcan itself. So even if you were to drop down in Dawson Creek and just go to Alaska, which is really only like a two to three day. It's it's not the longest thing in the world. I don't think I ever drove more than 300 miles in a day. So oh, I, another, I did take it nice and slow. Yeah, so another thing, and then we'll, we'll stop, is I think people underestimate how big Canada is. The way our maps are kind of laid out, they distort things. So Canada is huge. So you'll come through the U.S. in like two days, and you're like, I came mm-hmm. from Georgia. It only took me two days. Or, you know, you can go a little mm-hmm. slower, but if you're really going, it only took me two days. It's just going to be a little bit. But once you hit Canada, like, again, you're in Canada for like four days, depending on where you're going, where you're coming from. But generally, three to four days, easy. Uh, it's just huge. It's a ton, Massive. a ton of miles. Um, so don't underestimate that. And download your maps before you go. Download maps. Download them. Don't 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 think you have cell phone service in the middle of nowhere. Again, you do have be, cell phone service. I'm ignorant. surprised by how much cell phone service you have. In between, in the towns, you have them almost everywhere. But in between the towns, I mean, yeah. download your Spotify so you can listen to this podcast yeah. on the road. Yep. Yeah. All that. That'll make you. We won't even get to the board. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta go a long time. Uh, we gotta get more episodes. We'll do though. an allocated episode. <laughs> you just right. talk for. Anyways, okay, I'm good. All right. Well, hey, everybody, uh, I'm Nick Williams. I'm Blake. And this was, uh, I guess, the Summit Podcast for the day. That's great. All right, have a great day. Uh-huh.